Lucas, nice. how 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 does that make me a piece of oh, shit? Just dead by using daylight? YouTube strats to make the game more and less fun. How's it make it less survivors? fun? You because fuckers you're, make because it you're more getting difficult. good at it. And we don't want you to get good at yeah, it. Yeah, we want to get good at it all day long. Well, yeah. Well, the problem is survivors are fucking assholes. <laughs> yeah, all so survivors dicks. weren't such assholes, and I maintain that the game is very much in the survivors' favor. Hundred percent. And I think they need to make some changes to make it a little better for killers. But until then. Yeah, of course we got to look up strats and shit and use our abilities to the best. Yeah. How is Cody cheating? You know what? Because you know what? If you survivors didn't teabag and fucking shine lights <laughs> in my eyes all the time just yeah. to be an asshole, I wouldn't have this wrathful <laughs> vengeance building within me where I have to destroy every single one of you. Yeah, no, no, you don't understand, Lucas. Those fucking flashlight things, that is the biggest oh. bullshit piece of thing that oh. any of those when they have. When they throw a pallet, it stuns you. They do their quick tea back and then shine a light in your eyes. Oh, I'll tunnel you the whole yeah. game. I'll throw the fucking game. I don't give a shit. You are going to die. If I get fucking tea bagged by another CGI goddamn Laurie Strode, who is one of my favorite characters in horror canon, I'm going to fucking right? throw my switch. Our opinions are our own. Yes. And we truly love you, Shudder. I mean, Master. We should probably let the listeners know that we're, we're talking about Dead by Daylight, if they haven't figured that out yet. They yes. might have. She's, I'm sure she, all of our listeners are. But listeners, if you want to play with us, like, we'd be down. Yeah. just We haven't played with ourselves, but we'll play with you. <laughs> yeah, tweet at us at wherever our, our Twitter handle is. Frankenstein ENT. Yep. That's us. Or hit us up on, in the comments on whatever platform you're listening to this episode <laughs> on. Cody will see it. Thing? Cody will see it. Cody will see it. He checks our shit all the time. All the fucking time. How's our state of the podcast, by the way? Oh, we're still it's we're still seeing growth. Ah, minimal growth. This I is good. That. You know, we have a new president today, so it's probably a good time to check. We got a life. shout out in the inauguration speech. It was great. <laughs> did, <laughs> did we? we? How, yeah, we how did. So? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, he just said a quick shout out to my boys at the Shugcast. Oh yeah. Oh, I yeah, missed that yeah. part. That's yeah. amazing. Joe yeah, Biden, was, front of the show. Yeah, yeah, good friend of the show, Joe Biden. Huge, huge friend of the show. Did you, Jill hates it though. <laughs> Jill does not condone his no, behavior. Doctor Biden is not a fan. Yeah, yeah. Jill, Jill holds earmuffs over the baby's head while Joe's dancing around listening to our theme song. Yeah, what we baby? Yeah. <laughs> who's is there baby? A baby? Who's, who's got a baby? His children guys, are forty years old. No, no, no. Grand, no, grandkid, grandkid. Did you oh, guys? I see. Uh, they're I see. twenty. <laughs> No, no, no. Did you guys watch great, any, great. Of the, any of the fucking like, inauguration coverage? I did. Of course, yeah. yeah. So I, I didn't, but then okay. after work, I went upstairs to sit on the couch and read, read Fango while Maddie was cooking dinner, and they had, it was just on in the background. Once, once Bill Clinton started talking, I muted it, 
But um, I, I sat there and, and was like watching it a little bit, and I saw it was like Katy Perry or someone or Demi Lovato like performing, and yes. Joe and 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 the first lady are in are in the the li- the living room. I don't know, um, and they're mm-hmm. watching it on a TV, and like Joe's Joe looks like if he moves his knees too much, he's gonna die. Um, just collapse and yes. and first lady's kind of dancing. She's holding the baby, so that's the baby that I'm thinking of. Oh, I see. Yeah, I okay. missed that baby. Yeah, I didn't watch any of the. I, I cut off. I I turned everything off basically when they entered the White House. I was like, okay, we're good. They got yeah. there. I it's had to just, make sure they got there. <laughs> I, I did. Yeah, I mean, I was working, so I didn't have a chance. But like yeah. when I was upstairs watching it, I it, there was this moment where it was like Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, and George Bush all talking. And yeah, like, I watched were, that. I saw great. that clip. Because so, they were just taking pot shots at Trump, very, very right. obviously. Right, yeah. right, right. Like, Isn't it great? We're all here, and we're all, we have this nice transition of power. Isn't that a great thing that we do? Yeah, yeah. I remember when I first became president, Mr. Bush, you were so <laughs> gracious to me. It was just this obvious, like, fuck Trump, fuck Trump. He left in a helicopter like a little bitch. But but uh, I, there are a couple things that I noticed. First of all, Barack Obama still remains one of my favorite people in the world to listen to speak. Um, uh, always. Always. The second is... George Bush doesn't look like he ages, which is weird. I know. Uh, um, he still sounds real questionable as far as his intelligent le- his intelligence level. But yeah, then he seems fine. Poor Bill. Yeah. Poor Bill. Bill. Yeah. Both the yeah. the tone of his voice, which is why I had to mute it because it was so depressing. It's like it's it's like you hear the beatings that Hillary has given him for <laughs> the last twenty five years or whatever it is. Just, yeah, it's just thin, and he looks thin, and it's, yeah, yeah. it's not a great... What that is, is that it's 25 years of not getting laid. <laughs> oh, he got laid. I, no, not I'm sure. No, no, his penance, his penance is that he can't get laid anymore. Or constant sure. phone calls with Ghislaine Maxwell, but that's... that's <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I think the Epstein thing was probably... Little, <laughs> I think that's uh, more draining than <laughs> at this point. Yeah, took its toll. Oh. It's so funny because when I was watching that thing and they were on Clinton, I had that exact thought. I was like, oh, you hung out with Epstein, dude. <laughs> and what was that? <laughs> there was something there. That's fucking tough. Lucas, did you watch today at all? Did I watch? Uh, no, I kept passing by it. In It was on in the kitchen. I kept passing by it, but I had work too. But the only thing I could notice was the... They were. Are they putting on some kind of like Coachella at the reflection pool right now? Like it was like mm-hmm. Katy Perry, Justin Timberlake, John Legend, Demi Lovato, yep. Foo Fighters. I was, <laughs> yep. What is going on right yeah. now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Democrat. Look, I don't care what your politics are. You you cannot deny that the Democrats have much better celebrities, well, better taste in general. I, well, I don't. I don't think it has anything to do with taste. I think it has to do with every celebrity's like fuck you. I'll be down with the Democratic Party. Whereas yeah. if it's Donald Trump, the only people he can get are fucking three doors down at Nickelback. Right. Toby Keith. I was, I don't was don't to sully the good Toby name Keith. in Nickelback. They're probably fine. I was, I was They're trying, probably okay. Toby Keith. I was trying is to remember real. who played at Trump's inauguration, and I couldn't I'm, remember. I'm, at th- 99% certain it was three doors down. I thought it was, was Toby it? Keith. I th- uh, maybe it was both, but I know that three doors, <laughs> three doors Down did something with him, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, oh, they did. God. Fucking they that did. Did Scott Bayo fuck Toby or, Keith. Release a new original. <laughs> yeah, everyone loves it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but congratulations, America. Yes. We did it. It feels better. We're proud of you. It just it just yeah. feels nice. It just uh, just to not. We know that there's clearly plenty. All the problems are there to still be solved, but like mm-hmm. to know that we're not in the throes of of 
fascism in any given state. And if you think that's fucking conf- uh, overinflating the issue, fuck off. Like <laughs> we're not in the, <laughs> close to the throes of fascism every single day. And right. That, or that just feels like, good. As simple as like I was walking the dog and I just had the thought of like. I'm not going to have to see Trump's face That's or the read one. his dumb words every day. That's the ever one ever again. Dude. Like it's done now. That's why I felt so like. Oh, well, it's not even. I don't, I don't have to wake up and like just see his angry fucking shitty face and read the dumb incoherent nonsense he rambles on about all, constantly. It's not even just that though. It's that like okay, so for the last four years we had this weird sensation that we never had before, which is that we had to hear from him every fucking goddamn day 365 days a year that Mm -hmm. hadn't happened before right now we're gonna go to an old man who i don't think i'm don't think he knows what twitter is i think he says he does (laughs) but i don't think he knows someone's using it on his behalf. (laughs) they'll have a publicist that'll just use the white house account and joe will we'll hear from joe when there's a state of the union address or something mm-hmm. real fucking important to say, or something, God forbid, something terrible happens, right? We can go yeah. back to the way it should be. I don't want to yes. hear from them. Yes, I, I don't want to be a borderline like political analyst because no. I just have to be have yeah. my eye on it constantly, you know? Right, yeah. and, and now we can also go back to the days where all the people that, that talk about politics like they know what they're talking about can stop talking about politics mm-hmm. like they know what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I'm there's really a weird, excited for that. There's going to be a weird excited. delta of like, does that stop for a lot of people? Like, we're so used to having to be so fucking hyper focused in on this shit. Is like, there's going to be. It's going to take some time for some people to like wean off this shit. Like, I know oh, I will still be checking. Oh, me too. Feverishly oh, yeah. for well, a minute. New York Times every day. Still like, what's happening? Oh, nothing. It's kind of boring. Well, there's <laughs> something. Okay. Certainly, there's something to be said for people that like, you know, gained an interest and now want yeah. to be interested and want to do the research and want to talk about this and want to, you know, engage in. Th- you know, thoughtful discussions and educate people on politics, right? But then there's that other group of people that really didn't know what they were fucking talking about, but they would run their goddamn mouths all the time like they were an analyst for, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know, rooters. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, totally. Like, I'm still going to listen to Crooked Media, Crooked Media's podcasts. Like, that's now, because that was basically spawned because of what happened in 2016, I'm still going to like pay close attention there because I know that's a good source to... Uh, learn progressive politics and such. So, mm-hmm. you know, people like that. Good to keep around. Love yeah. It. Last um, petty pot shot at Trump um, because I, someone brought it up on Twitter and I think it's the funniest thing. Someone said when Trump's standing, he looks like the front part of a centaur. <laughs> <laughs> and if you look at pictures, it's absolutely true. He always like, you know, he does that weird, like, lean forward thing. 100% he looks like just the front part of a centaur. <laughs> <laughs> like if you cut off the horse part, that that's perfect. He's like leaning forward, all weird. Uh, anyway, fuck that guy. He's. He, oh, I was watching the like jubilee and like you know the fireworks and the dancing in the street, and I was just thinking, you think any of the Trumps are watching this? <laughs> <laughs> just like how bummed he is, you know. And I, I just imagine like Baron upstairs in his room with the door closed, watching it. Like oh, I like I like John Legend. I watch this. I like John. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know? big Baron energy. Yeah, that yeah. honestly, the best fucking thing about this is, like, obviously that he's out of the White House, but the fact that these social media pa- platforms banned him, like, we mm-hmm. he can't, he can't speak to us. He, yeah, exactly. He, that's so good. That's the it's best. It's really wonderful. It's a great feeling. Well, I love. The, does anybody know if it's true that like even platforms that like where he can't, he can't even use a voice band him like Spotify. <laughs> 
Does yeah, anybody know amazing. if that's accurate? I don't know. I, I, I believe it. Because I read that like Spotify, Pandora, SoundCloud, that like, I mean, I guess SoundCloud, you can what? sort of use a voice, but like, that, like Spotify yeah. banned his account, which <laughs> to me was like, but, like, I'm not, gonna I'm make not, an album. What? Right. 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 What's he going to do? Make a fucking was, album? Like, I'm not, I'm not lifting Donald Trump on a, up on a pedestal. Like it's something that like, you know, spot, like congratulations, Spotify, but I'm a little bit like, but what what grounds did Spotify have to ban him from using their platform? Assuming right. that what I read is accurate, I have not been able to find anything. That Probably, I know Pinterest banned him, so like he can't put any <laughs> shitty recipes up there. But like Pinterest, <laughs> he like he can use his voice, right? So yeah, that like okay, right, I get true. that. Right? Like he. Yeah. They're only what if because maybe they're worried he was gonna like make a playlist where like all the titles of the songs spell out <laughs> a message, and they're like, no, that's too much, you know. <laughs> Like something like, you know, like some sort of like burn it down like thing. Right, right. <laughs> like, or like a playlist for like, here's how you storm the White House. This yeah, is the exactly, music yeah. that you listen to. Just labeling the playlists could and be enough. That's kind of like a tweet, right? Yeah. If he's, if, you know, pro- proficient enough, <laughs> he could guess. just do that. <laughs> but in reality, it would just be YMCA is the only <laughs> song on that fucking playlist. No, if, uh, what's the one that he like always would play at rallies and I guess flew away to was uh, Prodigal Son. Fortunate Son. Fortunate, oh, fortunate son yeah. and fortunate uh, son and my way didn't uh yeah well my way makes sense because that's like the asshole theme song but i just love that he definitely yeah. put on a fortunate son having no idea what it was about because no. he was a rich kid who d- dodged vietnam well not even just <laughs> that like john amazing. fogarty is like a, a a a lives and breathes the liberal blood right so he's yeah. it, it, john fogarty if anything is 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 losing his fucking mind that Donald Trump would use his music. Of or even course. Listen but to I just love how I just love how it's just another example of how stupid he and his whole team is. It's like, yeah, this is a good song. Let's play it. And no one was like, you know, parallels could be drawn to you uh, pretty easily. Maybe let's not play this. Just play like Lady Gaga or something. You know, poker face. Because, I don't think they're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's because the bass believes it is like they like, they love that shit. They're like, oh hell yeah, credence is right. what it means to be re- Republican, right? Because they're stupid. Because the bass is listen. stupid. <laughs> I, the, I went and saw stupid. John Fogarty when I was in high school, and it was uh, oh no, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, it had to be in high school. And it, George Bush was given some speech that night, and on in between the first and the second song, Fogarty got up, Fogarty got up on the mic and did this whole thing, and he, he basically went, "Well, I'm glad you guys are here and not listening to that cocksucker talk tonight," <laughs> and then immediately went in to play "Fortunate Son." <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Corona. Welcome back to the Shudcast. Shudcast, yes. where we express our political opinions. I'm I'm not gonna lie, guys. I really hope that we don't have to talk about politics on this show. I mean, ideally, again. Yeah, I don't think we will really. Yeah, that's kind of the first ish. Well, I mean, outside of just what last year was in general. So right. yeah, we we've been talking about it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the this is gonna be the version our episode of the version of a movie where the the uh, opening titles don't happen until 20 minutes in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, just, <Yes. laughs> you just listen to us for 15 minutes and then, oh yeah, we're yep. a horror movie podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's we're the, that as well. It's the beginning of Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Sure. But just a lot less, a lot less, a lot less awesome. Milk. <laughs> what? <laughs> a lot less milk. Lucas, you could definitely pull off that farmer, that, that milk, that the milk guy 
Like, oh that's, yeah, I could. That's in your that's in your wheelhouse. Sick. <laughs> yeah, you're that guy. <laughs> Is everybody having a good week? Yeah, I think so. I'm very tired, but it's fine. Yeah. Very tired. Yeah, I'm very tired. I wake Why up are you so tired. I don't go to oh, but yeah. like I get I get sleepy at like three to four and I'm like I'm desperate for a nap. And then like nine o'clock rolls around and I'm like ready to attack the day. I don't, know, about, I don't know what this problem is I'm having. Just for clarity, you're talking about PM hours right now, correct? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, three to four PM. Yeah. It's so an animal lifestyle. Day, and then I can't I can't fall asleep until three AM and then I try have to wake myself up at seven thirty. I got a solution for you, buddy. Oh. And it's legal in California weed. now. No, say yeah. weed. I'm saying weed. weed. Weed is the solution. Oh my God. That's my solution <sighs> to insomnia. It works really well. Knocks me out. But I, but it also puts monsters underneath my bed. <laughs> then, oh, you're one of those. Then yeah. smoke more of it so you just fall asleep. <laughs> so oh, like, wow. There's monsters, but I don't care. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The problem is you're not deep in enough. You're still scared of the monsters. You got to become numb to the mm-hmm. monsters. Uh-huh. Yeah, you should. You I should have do, it. Wait. I have it right here on my desk. And then every time I try taking a puff puff. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, hold on. This could be an experiment. Lucas, take. Just an enormous fucking ripper off of that thing right no. now. And we'll record it. <laughs> oh, no, that's a bad idea. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. No, no. This episode will no. be so much more interesting. No, talking no, about especially no, with the I movie we're going to talk not about. I when I'm high. I just like, I sound like an asshole. And oh, I, 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 asshole. I remember from, from years and years and years ago, you, you passing out and you disappeared for hours. And then somebody realized yeah, that you were asleep under 10 pillows on a couch. Died. <laughs> you killed me. <laughs> I didn't kill you. <laughs> Why do you always? Why people look at me all the time? Like you did this? No, I didn't. You didn't have yeah, to do this. Well, maybe the common denominator there is you. If if many people tell you that you do something often, I, why is your response? All those people are crazy. <laughs> I can't no, help. children that are wrong. <laughs> I can't help it if people are like being around you makes you want to get really stoned. Let's open a weed shop just so I can name the strains. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and Cody can source the weed. See? Mm-hmm. No, Cody doesn't actually. Yeah, I know. I think I do still know some people that work on Lucas farms. Will do, yeah. Lucas will do our online marketing. And Curtis, Fe- you're going to be the front of house bud, bud tender guy. Cool. But you got to do it um, shirtless. And we're going to hire other beefcakes, and it's going to be uh, beefy buds is what we're going to call it. <laughs> beefy beefy buds. buds. Yeah. A lot of women and gay men are going to come in. I like and that. Enjoy the show and get a little weed. Like that. We you just know, had the Shugcast playing on the on the Yes, system. exactly. See, it's cross pollination. Yeah. Right. And it'll yeah. be you know you just come in and get some buds from some beefs. Yeah, it'll be it'll be <laughs> me, Austin, and Lucas in the back, and Curtis oh, will be at like the front. mole people, just yeah. disgusting mole people yeah. hidden from the light. Ooh, even better, shadows. we can wear mole people costumes. Curtis can just be yeah. you know. Curtis, you can't wear a shirt though. You have to. You have to. You have to yeah, stand at the, at the bar, the weed bar thing. Be a butt tender. All the be- all be the shirtless. beefs have to right. be shirtless. Beefs. Shirtless beefs. Yeah, shirtless beefs. And then uh-huh. me and Lucas and Austin will wear weird mole person costumes in the back. Yeah, and and we'll build it such that it's on a it's on like a the second floor, so we can take the like ground floor to like hovel around and re- <laughs> replenish supplies as needed, but not be seen to not ruin the illusion with all the all the beefs that are serving the buds. And then mm-hmm. on certain nights a week, um, we can turn it into a house of horrors where the mole people emerge from the ground and attack the customers. I feel like doing that in a place that sells drugs is a bad idea. <laughs> 
Lucas, can you guess what we're talking about? Our <laughs> new careers as servants to trap houses? You're close. We're going to open a marijuana dispensary called uh, Beefy Buds, where it's all the bud tenders are shirtless, uh, beefy dudes. All of, the, all of the bud tenders are Curtis, yeah. and then the three of us are mole people. Cool. Yeah. Mm. So you get some buds <laughs> from some beefs. Lucas doesn't like that Lu- plan. Lucas is working on being a beef. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm. I'm getting. That's why yeah. I'm diarrheaing all the time now. <laughs> yeah. It's so much fiber and water just yeah. goes through. I'm eating so much. I'm just like it. Just nothing stays in me. Just. Did you weigh in? Did you weigh in the other day? I did, and those idiots let me keep my keys and my phone, and I wore shoes oh, on the scale. I had a hat fuck? on. I had, oh, I had yeah. the heaviest sweatpants on. I came in easy over like 13 pounds of what I actually weigh on that scale. And <laughs> I, had the biggest, I had the biggest California burrito right before and drank a liter of water. Like, I totally gamed that way in. Fuck Dear yeah. listeners, what, what, so you're, what you're hearing right now is, is Lucas's plan to swindle orange theory out of $500. It's not swindling. Yeah. It's not it's swindling. Not swindling. It's He's true. It's not if I was if I was taking like if I got liposuction right before that would kind of be swindling, but then I just spent five thousand dollars to win five hundred. <laughs> yeah, it's not a great ROI. Yeah. <laughs> Curtis, someone who understands health and nutrition, what happens uh, if from this moment until Lucas doesn't until Lucas goes back to weigh in, if he just stops eating? He would die. It's eight weeks. Oh, it's eight weeks? It doesn't take me to answer that. (laughs) I'm no doctor, (laughs) but he would be dead. (laughs) I didn't know it was eight weeks. Eight weeks is a lot. What's fucked up about that challenge is like just the nature of like who can lose the most weight in eight weeks. Like that's not a signifier of being a healthy person. No. And and the problem with Orange Theory doing it is actually if weight loss is your goal, you would be better off not going to Orange Theory at all for eight weeks. And just focus on like limiting your calorie intake as much as possible, because like in a lot of cases, going to the gym can actually affect weight loss because you work out, you're hungrier, you maybe eat a little more, you might put on a little muscle. So if the goal is actually just weight loss, you shouldn't even go near an Orange Theory, and you should just eat raw spinach and water for eight weeks, become a skeleton, go and get your money, and Christian then start Bell working out again. Actually, Austin yeah, just exactly. answered my question. All he has to do is just eat. Eat spinach and drink water for eight weeks, and Lucas, you just made. I'm almost. Bucks. I'm almost doing that, and it's giving me diarrhea. <laughs> Are you going to say, Lu- now, Lucas? Is it- what is your plan? Like, what is, what is your what is your plan for? Carrying yeah, run this us out? through the uh, the what's the, this what is this what's this is involved on. with our body horror subject. Oh, I mean, yeah. we yeah, this is totally. this comes I, out I, not in January. And Lucas, but, also please please yeah. clarify whether or not diarrhea is the same for you is the same thing as um peeing out of your pit. Your it's uh, it's 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 got the pro- the trajectory of diarrhea for sure, but it's not quite as liquidy. It's, but it's got the force. It's you're got saying? it's got the force, and it's got like it's got that emergency aspect to it every time. Right. Where right. it's like it's just I'm sitting here doing a podcast, and then up. <laughs> and uh, I get that sometimes too, but it's when I need to get a beer. So I'm gonna go get a beer real quick. You guys oh, keep oh, talking. Right. Wow. That's called alcoholism. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just finished buying. Like, I, I I'm I'm going to eat the same thing every day for eight weeks. It's uh, a ton of ground, uh, not a ton. I bought a ton of ground turkey, brown rice, mm-hmm. and just bags and bags of frozen mixed vegetables. And it's just yep. that same little that's bowl shit, man. of that every day. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you It'll got be it. Boring, but you'll get results. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just yeah. 
I'm, I'm amidst weight loss too, so I like hearing new strategies and what you're. This uh, is like this is the most <clears throat> depraved kind of eating I'm ever gonna do. And then like I got my little gallon sized water bottle to make sure yeah, that this oh, thing gets shit. finished every yeah. day. Yep, mm-hmm. very good. Yeah, I got a water bottle with a schedule on it, and yeah. Oh, see, it's right here. <laughs> see, and it tells. Oh, me nice. Where to, yeah, where? To, yeah. <laughs> You're doing it all right, man. You're gonna get that shit. You're gonna get that money. I, uh, I hope. May, do you want to say, I can cut it out if you don't, what your weigh-in was? I weighed in at 212. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, really? I know. That's I'm dense. Surprising. I'm like a dying star. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, though. That's good because you have, like, Feel. in a fight, that'd be good because people would underestimate yeah. how easily you I go know. down. I know. Only, I'm only 5'9 to 5'10 on my Bumble account, but I'm only 5'9 <laughs> and... Uh, I was, I'm thinking, I'm like, there's no way, like with, when I see like a UFC fighter and these guys that are five, nine are fighting at like 135, 145 and they look yeah. big. I'm like, how are you only 135? I'm five, nine and like 200. I know. I'm like, I, I do, say, I do but... not see anywhere in my life where I weigh anything less than 170. They're yeah. tiny, they're tiny people. They just have no, bo- no body fat on them. That's, yeah. that's the thing, right? Like, that's crazy. I mean, they work out. I mean, it's the, it's the wrestler thing. It's, it's your, you work out and then you cut the weight and you just look huge because you cut the weight, right? And right. It, well, it's so hard to gauge, like, like you're saying, like, like I have an idea of like what my goal weight will probably be, but then like some dudes at that weight and my height look shredded and some dudes look fat and i'm like well, what the fuck like mm-hmm. this is so confusing <laughs> it's legit it, it's a, a years-long fucking process it's a, it's mm-hmm. a 10 year plus process if you want to look like that it'll take you 10 years mm-hmm. like that's i mean like just challenge accepted i'll do it there one. you go <laughs> and if you have it. body dysmorphia like i do never yeah, <laughs> yeah never. At, that's the truth never <laughs> you will never look like that if you, if you hate your body that's like true like all of you would look do. like it to other people but you don't look like that mm-hmm. i'm thinking about i'm thinking about my body now versus how you guys probably think my body looks like and i'm like what i was two years ago was that and i'm like and i hated my body then <laughs> now I'm like yeah. I am a, I am the blob I'm just the blob right now so that's you. that's how it's how, how that shit you. works <laughs> yeah, how, how dare you how I if I could reach through this computer and strangle you I would a la a la Videodrome ah I haven't got there ah, yet but yes okay well <laughs> well that's I mean that's on that note that actually is kind of serious though if like you if that's a that's like a serious condition isn't it body dysmorphia yeah and like sure the the inability well, yes. to Go ahead, Austin. I think I think there is a certain level of like body dysmorphia is like an actual thing, and it's this huge problem, and it needs serious clinical help. I think there is an aspect of just like we are all gonna think we look worse than we do. I think that's just part of being a human and living in Los like, Angeles, and especially in living. In La- uh, have I ever told you about when? Because Kaylin used to teach spin at the at the Equinox, and occasionally she'd go in the West Hollywood, and I, that locker room. If you if you want to hate yourself, if you want to feel oh. like you shouldn't exist, mm-hmm. that is the, like walking through the Equinox West Hollywood locker room. I felt like a disgusting like frog toad man who shouldn't be there because it's just like six five dudes with six packs and dongs to their knees just <laughs> walking around naked, and I'm like this disgusting toad man. Like, eh, can I bring you a towel, sir? <laughs> I'm sorry for my existence. Don't look at me, sir. Your penis is so lovely. <laughs> like that gym is, is especially yeah. 
egregious. Yeah. It's it, that one's real bad. Um, I think <laughs> you're. I think you're all beautiful, and I love you dearly. And we oh, think you're beautiful, you. Curtis, mm-hmm. and we also are sort of envious of your body. I don't know if that helps. Yes. Is is uh, is the West Hollywood Equinox the one with the porn on the walls? What? I don't think so. Doesn't ring a bell. There's an equinox. Like, with no, porn I on the thought. Walls? I thought. I thought Austin told me there's like an. Equ- there was an equinox where it's like borderline softcore porn motivational posters. Well, oh well, yeah. The posters. Those are at all yeah. the e- equini, and they're crazy because it's like <laughs> it's like half softcore, but then it it's like almost like propaganda because it'll be just like some. There was one that had just like like a woman like clearly in the streets and taking part in a political revolution. And it was like, it said like start a riot or something. And I'm like, this is a gym. (laughs) What is this? What are you inspiring here? It's insane. Yeah. Equinox is chaos. But give us free memberships, and we'll pimp you on our podcast. Yeah, maybe maybe a sponsor. Give us free yeah, memberships. You need the, you need the good press, so mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. throw it our yeah, way. Transform our bodies. Well, mm-hmm. all these things aside, Lucas, I, I wanted to note that I am very proud of you. Oh, thank um, you. You've been talking about, about going hard with this for a long time, and you're going seem to be going pretty hard with it, and I'm very proud of you for doing so. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I will be proud of you if you win. <laughs> I'm a better friend. I appreciate friend. that more. See? No, Austin's a better friend. <laughs> I have to earn that shit. Uh, <laughs> you gotta earn my love. I Same appreciate my you either way. <laughs> soft, yeah. soft dad. You know what we're really gunning for, though, Cody, is, and you should too, is we're trying to be hotter than our friend Ryan. We're trying to like yes. flip the script here, and by the time Austin's bachelor party comes up, we're the shredded ones, and he's the fat disgusting. See, but it won't matter because summer he, in France oh, during it, a pandemic. It won't matter because he dresses <laughs> like it's a summer in fucking France all the time anyway. He's so well-dressed. Oh, dude, uh, my, by the time my bachelor party rolls around, Lucas and I are going to be full-on uh, beefy buds, bud tenders. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's going to be a lumpy uh, couch monster, and I'm and guess what? I, the first thing I do when I hit my goal weight, I'm going to fucking go into Nordstrom Rack, because I got two Christmases worth of gift cards, <laughs> and I'm going to get a shit ton of nice clothes for super cheap, and I'm going to look great. <laughs> That's the plan. That is my 2021 plan. Hell yeah. Yeah. I love having a podcast that your friends don't listen to because it's publicly just shit on them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Although I think Ryan might be one of our eight listeners. (laughs) No, we have more than eight now. I think I can I think I can say that we have an I I, I did the math today. I think we have like an average of something like it's like an average of like twenty five listeners an episode. That's amazing. So right. there's, and four of them are us. So that's twenty one. No, no, I don't listen to our own episodes on our on there. I listen to the I listen to the episodes on the 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 file that you upload to Google Drive because I don't want to. Uh, you um, want to fuck with the metric? Yeah, I don't want to fuck with the numbers. But, but you, you don't can get count to hear one of those is my wife because she listens to every episode. She's oh, a very sweet lady. And we love you, Maddie. Maddie. We Thank definitely you, cut that bit out earlier, and you don't know what we cut out, but it's, yep. it's gone. Yep, it was, yes, it was gone. It was the part where we talked about all that. <laughs> <laughs> just to give a good beep. A fun beep. Yeah, I, say, I just want to beep it instead of that'll be, it. That'll be a long beep, yeah. that one. We'll <clears throat> cut the first one, and that'll be a long beep, and it'll be great. That'll be funny. So, guys, on this on this day, our Lord, the inauguration, what, mm-hmm. have we have we watched any uh, any good horror recently that we we want, we want to discuss? Uh, I have been 
now yeah, that Cody's doing his challenge again. No, so yeah, <laughs> apparently. let's hear about the 18 no. movies you watched no. last week. Uh, let's see here. We're at the 20th. I've watched 17 movies, 17 oh. horror movies. Oh, how um, many total movies have you watched? Uh, uh, 23 ish. I don't okay. know. Wow. I think um, I'm at like I think I'm at 21. I've watched 21 movies. Oh this my month, god, you this guys. Year. So, yeah, uh, Maddie and I have been watching um, all of the. We've been watching the Haunting of Bly Manor, which is severely sad penis. Um, oh, yeah, I'm uh, not 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 a huge fan. Uh, what else yeah. have I watched? Uh, mostly the the episodes for our body horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hallow mm-hmm. Stream coming up next week. Yes, that was for our January edition of the Hallow Stream, where we discussed body horror. Uh, if you haven't watched it, go to YouTube and check it out. Uh, on that, our next show will be on Friday, April 30th at 7.30 Pacific on the Accidental Jacket YouTube page. In honor of many people's Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we're talking zombie movies, naturally. Uh, we picked eight zombie flicks to discuss and do battle over, so join us for the brain-splattering good time. I watched I Was a Teenage Werewolf the other night, um, <laughs> which was a lot of fun uh, okay. for what it was. Um other than that, uh, oh, I, you know, I guess while I've been working the last couple of days, I because the the not smoking thing's been kind of tripping me out, so I've had to like shift, like try to change things up. Um, so I moved my started working from my couch, and I have the TV on while I'm working. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, Shutter has been actually. I wanted to mention that I I am convinced that I'm getting through this quitting smoking by having Shutter on constantly. And uh, my instead of taking smoke breaks, I'm taking breaks and reading Fangoria. Um, uh, so I want to thank Shudder and Fangoria for helping me quit smoking. Um, nice. Yeah, by by the point they hear this, we're already a part of their new Fangoria studio. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. they, they love us. Yeah. Um, uh, what did I watch on Shudder, though? The, I watched um, uh, all movies that I'd seen too many times. Uh, I watched the movie mm-hmm. that uh, we're going to talk about today. I watched Satanic Panic. Uh, for the millionth oh, time, and I just I've been wanting to watch that. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. Um, and today I watched a favorite humanoids from the deep. Um, I've been meaning uh, to watch that. I have for not a while. seen it. Oh. I'm familiar, but I have yeah. not seen it's it. It's so wonderful. It's so my, wonderful. My father likes to put on. He's I've, he's made me watch it like two or three times now because he forgets that he's shown it to me. There's this like <laughs> the 50 worst horror movies you have yeah. to see. Uh-huh. On like Amazon, it's just like a, one of those Talking Heads shows, and they go into detail about that one, and it sounds fun. It's not. I don't understand. That's fucked up that people are saying that's like the fifty worst horror movies you have to see. That's a good, like that's actually I think a a, a kind of a decent movie. Well, the first one was um, Basket Case. The okay, these people are fucked in the head. Uh, hold on, yeah. I may be quoting it wrong. I believe it's it might be something like the fifth. Like you you've never heard of these, but you should watch them or something like that's that. That's better. So, something like that. That's better. But all the people talking about, they all love the movies. It, it's very much oh, a great. celebration of these. Well, weird then make movies. sure they do the title right because people that. Don't, well, I don't know what the title is. I'm not well, going to. You're the. I'm not on the, trial here. You're the fucking ambassador here, so. Yeah, and I'm saying they do it in a loving way. Well, you need to need to do better. Um, I, I didn't write it. I don't work on it. I don't give a shit. You're the one. You're <laughs> preaching. Uh, I am done with my with my talking corner. It is time for Lucas to talk. Lucas, talk. Uh, I, <clears throat> I haven't, I didn't watch anything uh, horror related, uh, because well, of my shame insomnia. on you. I, yeah, I know. <coughs> um, so in an effort 
because I have to have the television. It's a bad habit, but I have to have the television on when I fall asleep. And I've learned to put on something I'm not interested in to fall asleep. And I thought putting on the world's toughest prisons would be uninteresting. <laughs> it had the exact big, opposite. Yeah. <laughs> and it's this is the best show I've ever seen. <laughs> That's big like Lucas fuel straight. for me. Like, so, like what am I gonna put in front of Lucas that he'll enjoy? <laughs> the world's toughest prisons. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So it's hosted by a guy who's from the UK who was thrown in jail for twelve years for being falsely accused of murder. And he gets wow. out. And apparently his first thought when he gets out of prison is, I got to keep going here. So he travels <laughs> the world to the world's sketchiest prisons to, like, further shame prisoners for what they've done oh. while they're in prison. <laughs> and it's so funny because he goes – I think there was one – some African prison that he's going to. And this one's notorious for holding a lot of people uh, – who've committed sex crimes and oh, wow. there's a guy who tells him like, yeah, I'm in here for rape. And he's like, how could you? And he's all shocked. Like he just talked to a guy who committed rape inside the raper prison. <laughs> but what did he do? <laughs> what did the guy? Oh, he just, le- I don't. So this is the other thing. This is crazy that they don't think that these, that these prisoners aren't doing it up for the camera. Cause he just gets to walk in there and live amongst the prisoners with a camera crew. Uh huh. And so all the time, these prisoners, there's another South African prison where the moment this dude walks in, they're like, pick a husband. And he's like, what? He's like, one of us, one of the four of us has to be your husband. Pick one. And he's like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) And he's getting terrified. They're like making, telling him where to put his mattress. And he's like, but you can only sleep on this half. So one of us can sleep on the other half of your mattress. And he's just more and more of that shit throughout the whole series. And it's hilarious. <laughs> I need to know everything at the same time. I'm like, I, I don't know if I can handle more information about that. <laughs> right. That sounds He's great. Willingly going into these places and like living as a prisoner? Yes. They tell him to incarcerate him for like a week or something like that. And what? And wow. Yeah. Wow, I don't know. I don't know how they get away with tough. how these jail, like if they're giving the jail money to do this. Because they're all these the are poor, all probably, poor yeah. prisons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, they're giving they're, they're giving the jail. It's just going straight to the warden. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So okay. yeah, that's wow. what I've been watching. Wow. Well, I'll I'll make it quick. I for some reason this year I've just not been watching movies. So I've only the only movie I've watched was the one that we're about to talk about, and that was today. But we're twenty days in. I know. I'm, I'm Cody's working. like, I'm, how have you not watched know, 35 films? What the fuck I else know, are you I'm, doing? We're, in a fucking, we're stuck at I'm, home. I'm, what else are you doing? I, what are you doing? I'm work, working mostly. You know, we've been watching some TV. Yeah, I do, I do, TV the, I do that there. nine hours a day. What else are you doing? Uh, yeah, I don't know where. I honestly don't know where you find the time to watch all the movies. It, it amazes me that you've watched this many movies. <laughs> it does amaze me. It doesn't As, compute in my brain. As a person who has more free time than most, uh, definitely all of you guys, I'm only barely on the heels of Cody. <laughs> yeah, it's that fascinating no that you have a full-time job and watch this You've definitely movies. got that time-turner thing from Harry oh, Potter Robert. that Hermione has. <laughs> yes, yes, 100%. Yeah. Well, do you watch movies while you work, or are these separate? Um, so, well, last year, last year for the challenge, no. Um, okay. I, I, had to, I had to, for it to count... Air quoting uh-huh. count. 
I had to like we talked about this. I had to fucking yeah. watch the movie. I couldn't right. I can't I couldn't be sitting there on my phone the whole goddamn time. Yeah. Um I mean obviously you're going to pick up your phone every now and then. The, the, I mean do the you sleep? I just cuz I can't cuz the problem with like my work is I have to be listening to what I'm doing. So I can't like have a movie on while I'm working. I I'll, I'll put it this way if we're it, today is the today when I was talking about movies that I've watched and I mentioned Satanic Panic I was working while I did that. That's the first time that I've mentioned a movie that I watched while I was working in the entire time we've been doing this show. This is fascinating. When when do you when do you sleep? Do you, when do you go to bed? Um, usually between uh, during during the the week. Usually between ten thirty and and midnight. See, that's me too. I don't get it. But you get up earlier than me. I get up at um. I get up between six and seven. Yeah. Do you watch movies in the morning? No. This isn't. I don't understand. On the weekend, sometimes. Well, sure. I literally don't understand how you have time. This is amazing. <laughs> You're amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I'm getting rosy cheeks. <laughs> well, I just as a middle of the road has all the free time and just watches an, an above average normal amount of movies. <laughs> I outside of the ones I've been watching for our now that you've seen it. Um, January Hellastream, Body Horror, I decided to dive into David Cronenberg outside of the ones we selected for that. Ah, uh, yes. And he was, he's, I mentioned to you guys, he's been my most kind of underseen uh, master of horror. I watched uh, The Brood, Scanners, and I rewatched History of Violence uh, again. I had not seen Brood or Scanners. Uh, the Brood, fantastic, super creepy. Weird, scary monster children. Great Oliver Reed performance. Oliver Reed fucking kills it in that movie. He's real good. Um, Scanners, I didn't really like that much. No? Uh, No. It it was, I think, it it has a lot of flavors that I can see people took from. Like, this is a Christopher Nolan movie. Like, if there's ever, I would never have assumed there would have been a David Cronenberg, Christopher Nolan crossover. Scanners is it. It has that, like, high concept sci-fi with, like, the Matrix style, the one hero journey, and it at because I also watched Tenet <laughs> during this period. Oh, and right. and I'm like, oh fuck, that Christopher Nolan has seen Scanners a few times at least. Um, Tenet, by the way, is a film which I hated the process of watching, and as I grow away from it, or you know, uh, get farther from the process of watching it, I like it more. <laughs> oh, interesting! You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. The only reason that I haven't watched that movie yet is because of the experiences that both you and Lucas have had, where you're both like, hey, this is kind of a trash fire. I can't understand mm-hmm. any of it. It's incomprehensible. That's the Christopher Nolan fucking tenet, uh, to you know, pun intended, mm-hmm. in, in, in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that I'm going to watch every single thing he does, and I'm generally not a fan of his work. Like, I don't like. I think they're all misguided and just highfalutin attempts to show that he's crafty with a camera. Like I, I appreciate a few, a few of his films quite a lot. Um, and you Tenet, just pissed off all of our thirteen-year-old listeners. <laughs> oh, they're so mad. It's oh probably God. more like twenty-six-year-old listeners at this Fair point. Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kids oh, just yeah. entering film school. Yeah. So <laughs> <Those> mad. Guys. <clears throat> Because they're so technically proficient and precise that they they deserve um, praise. But what do you lose for that? And for Tenet, it's like, 
And I appreciate that Tenet exists more than I appreciate the process watching it. Because that's his, that's his most insane movie. And that, I that movie was theory so like that. self-serving. That was like, yeah. I'm Christopher Dolan! <laughs> 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 the whole yeah. time. It definitely is. I, I was just like, why are we doing this right now? Why am I? And I, and I, I remember on my third stint watching it, the third night I tried watching it, in succession, I was like, okay, there's not much left, but I'm pretty sleepy, so I'm going to stop right now and pick it up tomorrow. There was an hour left. There was a full-ass <laughs> hour left oh. in that movie. Oh, and God. that does not happen to me, usually. And it, Anyway, yeah, Cronenberg fucks. Uh, Christopher Nolan has never fucked. Uh, and that's, that's the story. That's my story of what I've been watching. Cronenberg fucks hard. Did you watch Dead Ringers yet? No, that's next. That was between, last night was between Scanners and Dead Ringers, and I picked... Scanners because it was shorter. Scanners is, scanners is shorter and also feels, to me, feels a lot shorter than Dead Ringers. Oh, got it. I, scanners felt long, and to kind of tie that thread up, Scanners felt a little long to me because it's like that's the bad faith argument of people thinking that Keanu Reeves sucks in The Matrix. Like, mm-hmm. he's doing that role well, and I also think Keanu Reeves is a great actor. The lead in Scanners is very bad. What's, He's a very bad it's actor. Like, it's, I mean, it's very much a B movie. Yes. In so many ways, right? But it's like, a, it's like an elevated B movie. But the thing, he followed, that was his follow-up to The Brood. And the fact that I watched those two continue it, like, against each other without meaning to, necessarily, was like, you went from that cast in The Brood and what you did there to Scanners, which is, yeah, a B movie, but like, it was wildly incongruous to me. Actually, I was confused. Now, now I, well, not not that we should get on a whole fucking tangent about scanners, mm. but now that I think that was that demeaning to call that a B movie. I don't think so. It's no, a, it's a, it's, it's more it's a genre, like it's a high concept sci-fi. It's more sci-fi than horror, but it's a high concept sci-fi thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that's cheaply made in Canada. Right. That's one of my that's one of my favorites of his in his in his work is scanners. Wow. Yeah. And the high note of that happens early. I know Austin, you mentioned the the, the head exploding. Oh, that yeah, happens in the first twenty minutes. Oh, and that's I'm not like, even the ooh. high that's not that, I think that's the that's the scene that everybody knows, but that's not yeah, the, that's right. not even the high point of the movie for me. Doesn't another head explode later? It's different. It's different. It's a different because I only saw it once a long time ago, and I thought there yeah. were two heads that exploded. You definitely know the one that happened early. Yeah, the yeah. the, oh, the yeah. famous one where they use the shotgun is is early on. Is that how they yeah. did it? They just yeah, shot it was a, a thing. Yeah, it was. They a, shot a guy. They couldn't. They couldn't figure out how to do it. <laughs> they, they were having trouble get. It, if I remember correctly, they were having trouble getting it to the effect to go the way that he wanted it to. So the mm-hmm. guy was basically like, "Let me just fucking blow this fucking dummy's head apart with a with a with a fucking <laughs> shotgun," and they blew oh, that they blew the head up on on screen that way or on, on And so that one was like a with a with a help from Dick Smith. Like was that was that a Dick Smith effect? Because or was it just the later stuff that was Dick Smith? I don't remember. I heard the I heard the story on a I think a podcast um, at some point, and uh, those are lame. Uh, I, I honestly I can't I can't remember what the all the all the details about it interesting well thank you that was fascinating yeah and then yes to the cleanup just the the cronenberg of of it all is i rewatched i was like i'm i'm gonna fall asleep i'm gonna put on something that i want to just fall asleep to i put on history of violence how could you fall asleep i watched the whole thing (laughs) yeah how do you fall asleep in that movie (laughs) it's so swift and it's so perfect and 
Yeah, I, that's another. That's that's one of his best movies for sure. I haven't seen that one in so long. Yeah, it's. I give it five stars. That's a five star movie on Letterbox for me. I remember going to see that in the theater with my mom. Mm, oh God, that was my introduction oh, to Cunnilingus. I'm not gonna fucking lie. Outside well, of porn, yeah, I, <laughs> outside of yeah, porn. I remember. I remember sitting in the theater with her because obviously, like the trailers didn't make it known yeah. that it was gonna be so fucking fueled by sex. So yeah. we're sitting in the movie theater, and that that I think that scene happens, and I remember my mom be. I remember hearing her go, <gasps> you know, like what have I taken my child to see? You know, I, when did that fucking come out? That was two, oh, oh seven, I think. Uh, yeah, because I always get that. And no, oh five. Promises confused. Oh five. Oh five. Oh five. No, Eastern Promise is the one. Isn't that the one with the where there's the the dick swinging fight? Yeah, 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 he's naked. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that one. I have not seen a history of violence, oh, but that that and this so came good. out kind of in the same time, yeah, and it's close. Viggo Mortensen, so I always mm-hmm. get them confused. You know, yeah. it's funny. It didn't. I did not know that David Cronenberg directed those movies until last year. What did did he do? Eastern Promises. Yeah, yeah. I had no oh, idea wow. that those were his movies until last year. Wow, which is so weird because I went I went on like a Cronenberg binge in college. And I had mm. just had no idea that he did those. They're so removed wow. from his other stuff. Like aside from like some of the sex stuff and some of the story details, they don't look the same. Right. Um, what? Oh, you know what a, a great detail is. Uh, do I want to save it? Unless you guys know it already, uh, I might save it of for our our body horror uh, oh. episode. There is a You're fascinating. It, just say it. Yeah, um, I'll just bring it back up there. Yeah. I think I wrote a note. Anyway, the same DP who did, who was basically, who was Cronenberg's DP from Crash On, mm-hmm. did Empire Strikes Back. Oh, wow. Oh, that's interesting. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I looked at his, his filmography, it's basically Cronenberg from 95 on and Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> like, it makes <laughs> so the guy, very little the sense. guy that was the DP on. Empire Strikes Back went on to make a neo porn movie. Yeah, a movie yeah. that's known for having every frame be a picture card or a, a postcard. <laughs> Goes on to do neo porn. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and same could be. I thought you were talking about Crash to begin with, and then I thought oh, you said no. did meant did yeah. Empire Strikes Back. Yes, you're yes, correct. Yes, <laughs> you're, you're yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear listeners, uh, we're going to test out a new um, segment. Um, right now, uh, and it's hosted by Lucas. Oh, it doesn't and have to be hosted. I mean, it doesn't have to be hosted. It's hosted by Lucas. Take it away, Lucas. This is, this is Horror in the World with, with Lucas. And today, we're going to discuss uh, rumors circulating around Hollywood in regards to actor Army Hammer. Oh, yes. <laughs> and Army uh-huh. Hammer is an alleged cannibal. <laughs> Austin, would you please, uh, for the listeners, would you please explain what a cannibal is? Uh, sure. I'm sure they know. But a cannibal is someone who eats other people. Thank you. So a slew of text messages allegedly from Army Hammer, star of Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> All uh, 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 there's a lot of them, but the one that's the most damning is the one that says, and I quote, I am a hundred percent a cannibal. 
I want to eat you. <laughs> Fuck. That's scary to admit. I've never admitted that before. End quote. Wow. <laughs> that, I mean, if there, there's really not a lot of room for interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> There's a pretty clear intent there. <laughs> so now people think Army Hammer eats people. Now I would I would like to reiterate that these are just rumors. And because right. of that text, I'm pretty sure it's fake. However, I'm gonna go ahead and believe them. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the I don't know I, what the hell I, that is. I, what, I mean, what's the, what, what do I have to lose? Army Hammer eats people. Hilarious. <laughs> It is funny. <laughs> I mean, that definitely fits in with, like, if the events of society are real, the movie Society, like, he is that ilk. Like, he is the the the, the child of the Arm & Hammer brand. Like, he's, <laughs> uh-huh. he's a rich white man who's upper crust fucking Hamptons stuff, which I hear, outside of this, here's a pretty good dude. So this is the, this is the, this is a curveball. No, I won't lie to Lucas. When you I'm sure us, a lot of cannibals are, you know, good, good dudes. Lucas, when you sent us this article and I read it, I was like, who the fuck is that? Who is, what? I said, what is an I didn't really hammer? know who it was. I was just like, there's a, there's a person. Really? There's an actor oh. who's eating people. And so I just right. had to read, read up. Well, on I it. was on, when this happened, I was just like poking around Twitter and I saw that he was trending and I was like, oh, I wonder what that is. So I clicked it and then it was all these like jokes and gifts <laughs> about cannibalism. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And I Googled it and I, was, I read what you read. It's like, wow, interesting. <laughs> Weird fetish. He might eat people or have a fetish about, yeah, I love how that rolling stuff article like they go on to be like we just want to make sure that we're not kink shaming um you know if people like if people get off on this that's totally okay and in my head i went well maybe rolling stone right there's a point yeah there's a there's a line where it's like right it's a because we don't kink shame either we've said that before we're we're sex positive however um I, i i will absolutely shame you if you actually do eat people i will shame that but if you get, if you want to think about the idea of eating people and touch yourself, go for it. But I think the cannibalism mm-hmm. fetish is like the, you like put mustard on a thumb and you're like, nom, 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 nom. And, and but like you just eat the mustard. It's not like quite a food fetish, but you like do right. little nibbles and then you talk about eating somebody. Wasn't that just like a food thing? Because people have food things. Yeah, there's. A, I mean, this is like cannibalism well, but, food but thing. Pretty close. Wasn't it? Sounds like we're three sex acts away from you actually eating a fucking person's thigh. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're Why putting. You I just, this? I just like putting mustard on your nipples. And, I mean, that, that's probably cool. I mean, not, not, to, not to like get into but. true. Crime shit, but isn't but isn't like the um wasn't the Armin Muse case um wasn't that sexual sexually related? I think that was sexually driven. That motherfucker ate that dude. What are you talking about? Armin, Armin Muse. Muse? Armin Muse. No, Muse Army Hammer. No, no, obvi- Army okay, Hammer. Ob- obviously, um, Muse the band. <laughs> Armin Muse was a uh, I think he was a I think he was a German guy that um he. It, there's somehow like he posted an ad or, or responded to an ad, something like that, where somebody was basically like, I want you to fucking, oh no, that was what it was. He posted an ad saying like, I want somebody who will come over and I'm going to eat you. And like, I think, <laughs> oh, he, yeah. if I remember correctly, like he cut the guy's fucking dick off and like fed it to him. And like, it was this big, I think it was like borderline sexual. And like, so is there a but line? You only get where, to like, do that once. <laughs> I know. Right. Well, but it, and it was weird too because, like, technically, it was consensual. Like, the guy like came willingly. 
Um, to, wow. to have his yeah. dick eaten? I, I've heard this. I've heard of this. Do you think it, when stories? he came, yeah. he didn't come quite as hard as he thought he was <laughs> going to? And he, and he was like, oh! <laughs> I didn't think it through. <laughs> well, but I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess I just brought that up because like, I think there there probably is a line where like, it, it, like the this as like somebody's kink, right? Mm-hmm. Like is dangerous, but maybe fine because it's no, consensual. It, I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird. Yeah, that's, that's a weird. A weird one. That's a weird gray area. Yeah. So maybe like I, maybe people like if I hope Army Hammer doesn't actually have this kink fetish because if it gives more people this idea, it's like yeah, let's, I'm gonna eat some more fucking people and jerk off while Why I do it. Why would you start with the dick? Because like, I don't know if he started with the those. dick. I think they. St- I think they probably went other places. But I'm pretty sure like he like right. fried that. Like I think he pan fried that fucking guy's cock. Well, because what I'm getting at is, like, if you want to do that, why wouldn't you do a pinky? Because, A, you got nine fingers left, so you're still pretty intact. And if you want to do it again, you got another pinky you can sacrifice. If you do the the penis, that's it. You're done. That's a one and done. Also, penis meat, probably <laughs> not the greatest to eat. No, it's probably tough. It's yeah, all like it's got to be. Right? It's got to be the toughest meat on the body. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I've I've personally thought about this a lot, and that's why one of my stories, Austin, you know this story because we're uh, gonna make it at some point. The thing in the corner is about using a cheese grater to like grate the skin, skin off things because we mm. all know the skins. The skin's the best part, like uh-huh. KFC chicken. Mm-hmm. So that's why right. you grate the skin off certain parts of the body. You let that heal. You go to another another part of the body. Oh. You know, it's a it's a long game process. And endless, wow. yeah, that's an endless supply mm-hmm. of skin. I just looked it up. Um, so you looked what up? The our Ar- Armid Muse thing. Um, oh, so see. he found he he found the guy by making a post on I shit you not a website now defunct called the Cannibal Cafe, which was a forum for people that had a cannibalism fetish. Well, well, that's a good place <laughs> to do that. And the advertisement said that he was looking for a Looking for a normally built 18 to 25-year-old to be slaughtered and then consumed. Normally. No fatties. Right. What does it matter? And then, <laughs> but, like, no beefcakes either. And then here, yeah, no beefcakes. <laughs> here we go. Don't be intimidated. Bra- uh, the, the victim uh, insisted that Muse attempt to bite his penis off, but it didn't work. I've seen work. this. I've read this exact thing. So they, yeah. cut mm-hmm. the, so they cut it off with a knife, and then the guy tried to eat it raw, like the guy tried to no. eat his own cock raw, but couldn't because it was That's too. How you get salmonella, d- right? Oh, God. Yeah, food safe, food safe. Salmonella. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, but he couldn't because apparently it was too tough and, in quotes, chewy. Um, yeah, of course. Then, so fr- yeah, they fried the fucking thing. Pan fried it with salt, uh, salt, pepper, wine, and garlic. Oh, g- oh, g- oh, good. And he fried it with some of the guy's fat. Um, and then he chopped oh. up the. Pe- oh, but he burned it because he's a terrible cook. Um, he burned it. You got one shot. Yeah, at you that. got one shot at that. So that he he, wow. he chopped the penis up into chunks and he fed it to his dog instead. The dog? Yeah. Why the dog didn't sign up for any of this? But it looks like that makes me the saddest. Oh, I don't think I don't know if the man died. Did he die? Like, so are you al- and are you always giving your fucked up food to your dog? Right? Oh no, he did die. <laughs> he did die. He, the guy, guy died. died. Well, yeah. Well, because what is he just standing around watching this dude? Like, what are you talking the about? Guy, well, well, some well, dude's frying he, up your dog. The Armin Muse ran the guy a bath and then sat down and read a Star Wars, a Star Trek book, um, and uh, checked Star on the dude. Star Trek everything. book is so much worse. <laughs> Star Trek for Star Wars book. I'm like, oh yeah, there's plenty of good ones of those. Star, yeah, Star Trek, Trek book. book. 
and then uh, the guy just basically bled out in the bathtub. Um, and Very after a while, uh, uh, Armin Muse uh, killed him by stabbing him in the throat, and then he hung his body on a meat hook. Uh, the whole thing was recorded on a four-hour videotape. Um, oh my Armin God. Muse then dismembered and ate the corpse over the next ten months. Oh, my Stored God. Stored the body parts in his freezer under pizza boxes. Under pizza and DiGiorno. Um, according, to, <laughs> according to prosecutors, Muse committed the act for sexual pleasure. Wow. Um, I'm not going to lie. I do kind of want to see some of that video, it, uh-huh. just out of pure curiosity. And this brings yeah. me to something that I've discussed at length with Kaylin and friends. So Kaylin, my fiance, hates all these things that we watch for this show she, anything horror she doesn't like any of it right too scary too upsetting doesn't like any of it but she will watch four hours of true crime unsolved mystery documentaries about like a french guy murdering his entire family and then disappearing she'll watch all of that over and over can't get enough and i've ta- and i've talked to her and i've said see this this the shit i watch is all fake it's fake murder, and that's what makes it fun. And made the up. monsters aren't yeah. real. Yeah, it's made up. No one is dying. The shit you watch, those people actually died, and that and people are actually being murdered, and that is much much more horrific than anything that we're ever going to talk about. But why is why is like you know like white girl acceptable to watch all the true crime shit, but like horror stuff is like yucky and gross and too scary? It, it baffles me. It really baffles me. And then a total, total side tangent just for you because it's not that interesting. But I, I have a, a hobby where I like to buy lotto, ticks, buy lotto tickets and then I go on Zillow and look at Mega Mansions for a long time <laughs> to pick out the one that I would want. And in, in doing that, I found the drummer for Muse is selling his house. <laughs> and I, I recognized his house by his drum set in his home studio. Oh, that's wow. insane. Because I'm a that drum is- nerd. I'm a dr- it, was, it was a Q drum set. And I'm like, wait, that's Dominic uh, Howard's drum set from Muse. And I'm like, I think this is his house. Then I went to the listing, and that same studio photo had a different drum set that I also knew was his. I'm like, this is 100% this dude's house. So if you want to see uh, where the drummer from Muse has been living, I can send you a link. I'm curious. I, I, how does this have to do with cannibalism or true crime is it because you're stalking because this is the beginning moves. yeah this is the beginning of a true crime where austin realizes the drummer from muse's house and he swim fans him into yeah got it yeah. I, I, li- I live there now he doesn't know it <laughs> god i'm recording this from his studio no you kept saying muse over and over and so i kept i reminded me that i found that guy's house and curtis just dropped a swim fan reference and i'm impressed yeah yes swim fans great i haven't seen god i haven't seen it i haven't seen that in fucking years yeah that was one of the movies that, like, in high school, it was like, let's gather 35 of us high schoolers and go to the movie theater. And I feel right. bad for every casual moviegoer in that, in that, <laughs> in that auditorium. Oh, it what was insane. We were. What it terrors. was insane. Yeah, that People was... were getting hand jobs in the back row. Like, oh. it's, it was insane. In swim fan. I, I think, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I want to say, I was like, I, I think I was still in middle school when that came out. Yeah, Curtis is older than us. Yeah, so I was probably a, fresh, a freshman or... No, he's an old man. He was in yeah. college. Curtis, how old are you? <laughs> I'm only 32. He was teaching a college class. Well, the fucking thing came <laughs> yeah, out in... We were in middle school. They came out in like early 2000s, so he would have been like in freshman year. Maybe yeah, Maybe yeah, Curtis yeah. got his first handy in, in that movie. No, it was not me. Claire, let me clarify. I was oh, not okay. getting hand jobs in a theater. I was not that cool. <laughs> 
Oh, I I always I love how like, I like almost like on the just straight defense you went with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, because also I always like my thing with that is like, but I but I'm all, I also want to see this movie. Like I pay oh yeah, I'm sitting here. I want to watch this movie. My first. Bro, movie I tell you, I was watching day. the movie. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, uh, go your, oh, mo- your my, first your, movie your theater. theater go ahead. Oh, hold on, I want to hear about them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first was during Freedom Riders. <laughs> That feels that feels really weird. <laughs> I know. All right. On that note, our our movie this evening is <laughs> anything is from Jackson. Fodder. <laughs> <laughs> anything for Jackson. Anything, anything for, Jackson. for Jackson. Cue cue my weird yelling. <laughs> right here, Austin. I'll make it easy. Right here. Anything for Jackson. Oh, who's shutting this one down? I feel yeah, like it's a it's a, it's a mere Austin deal. It's definitely a mere Curtis, and I feel like it's me. Okay, it'll be you then. Okay. All right. All right. <clears throat> you have sixty seconds on the clock to shut down anything for Jackson. Your time starts in three, two. One. Anything for Jackson opens on a elderly couple who seem very normal until they reveal that they kidnapped the pregnant woman. This pregnant woman uh, is the patient of the man in the couple, and he's an OBGYN or something. And they quickly, we quickly learn that he's trying to put the soul. They are trying to put the soul of their dead grandson into the infant in the woman. And so they go about this by apparently being part of a satanic cult. And one of the members of this cult is Ian, who they use uh, here and there. But they get this uh, book that's basically the Necronomicon to try and uh, figure out how to put the Satan into the thing. And they do a, they do a, uh, uh, an event and it goes wrong. And there are horrific ghosts, especially one tooth floss girl. And then they <laughs> equip Ian to help them go farther and he's like oh you did pretty good you gotta do half of it and so he comes and he kills himself and they don't know it and he does the rest of the the event and then devil comes he's got horns out of his eyes and the girl gets away and that's basically it (laughs) the movie ends on an and so all right (laughs) yeah it does yeah it's very good it does although ian doesn't kill himself no he killed himself in the movie wow no. 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 Then when the girl he killed called. Killed his mom. When the girl. Oh, he killed his mom? Yeah. Yeah, he killed his mom. Oh. Yeah, because he was. He I was, fucked that up. He, he wasn't there to help them with their thing. He was like, I'm going to use this to summon Satan to bring about the end of the world. Yes, I know that. Um, right. I thought that when she called him. him, he said that Eaton. She said that Ian killed himself, which no, was no, like. his mom. He killed his mom. Got it, which makes sense because when we last see him, he's like yelling at his mom because he he's she cooked him a, a good dinner or something. She sounds so <laughs> nice. And on that, I, one of the first things I noticed and appreciated about this movie was the comedy, the subtle comedy. Mm-hmm. Like his, like Ian's the, sweet, sweet mom, like supper's ready, I can bring it down. He's like, shut the fuck up! Yeah. And then I, I loved that their uh, Satanist meeting was at the like community center. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there's clearly like right. shots of like the the donuts, like a craft yeah. service this that's was there while they're clearly a shot of edge lords. Oh, <laughs> I, so as we're parsing through a lot of this shit really quickly right now, I as until Ian became a huge, huge portion of that seance ritual, 
I was like, I wanted to be like, Cody, when did they get you to put red <laughs> hair and dye your beard and get into a movie I did like too. this? I immediately thought of Cody. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about any of that, to be honest. That, that yeah. shot of him and his, I mean, granted, you don't, I mean, you're currently in your mom's basement. <laughs> but when, when he's in his mom's basement listening yeah. to the death metal, I was like, oh, this is fucking Cody. <laughs> now, he has a point there. Now, to clarify, your mother no longer lives in that yes. basement. In that house, but yes. he's right. <laughs> I mean, the, yes, there. Yes. You're struggling to defend against well, this. Here's, so. here's the big difference. There's a big difference. You're right. It, on paper, all those things accurate. Here's the difference. That is that minus me like going to a community center to worship Satan with a bunch of other fucking weirdos. Would you go to a uh-huh. park? That's um, essentially what we're doing right now. But yeah, that's what we're that's doing. True. The the like the the visual of uh, a kind of like weird unnecessarily and totally, you know, n- no reason to be tortured soul um mm-hmm. listening to death yeah. metal in his mother's house and be like, yeah. "Mom, fuck you, mom." <laughs> to the sweetest woman in the entire world. Yeah, sure, uh-huh. that was me at 13. Yeah, exactly. The difference yeah. is that I was 13. That is a grown right. fucking human being. Correct. Yes. So the, shame you on are, you for all, yeah. for for even remotely <laughs> bringing me into your fucking minds while you're watching that goddamn movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're kind of that guy. I didn't, I didn't think that, that when guy. I watched it, but when they no. say it, yeah, you're, you're kind no, of that guy. No, not yeah. at all that guy. So, so uh, my, my plot misunderstanding of it actually cleans up some of the stuff at the end because I thought it was like, oh, he's a ghost, and that's why they're seeing him, but like, what are, the, what are the rules here? Okay, so he's not a ghost. Either no. way, um, that makes it better for me. I Austin, you said the, the comedy of this movie, mm-hmm. and this this one this very much reminded me of. I mean, there's a direct reference to like the woodchipper of Fargo. Like this yeah. is a Coen Brothers style movie right. with like Coen Brothers characters in it who are just Absolutely. like boring ass people going about their boring ass lives and stumble upon like the Necronomicon or <laughs> yeah, whatever. The of the universe. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I love that. That juxtaposition is what I love most about it. And yeah. outside of it, guys, I was scared. I was scared. There's some legit <laughs> there's good yeah. scares. Well, and on what you were saying with like the characters, I, I really loved the the whole premise of like this sweet old couple trying to like because every like Satanist you know occult like you know satanic like raise the you know, the demons thing, it's never been tackled in this way of like it's just two nice people who are like just trying and they kind of mm-hmm. fuck it up and they kind of don't know how to put it like back in the box. I thought that was such a fun smart weird way to tackle this whole yeah. kind of which uh, like a genre that can be super played out and super this felt really fresh and interesting and I, I very much appreciated that and like the fun snowplower guy and like oh god oh so, man so that good. that scene when he when he ate it that caught me they, very off laughing they did that a couple times oh so much so they did that a couple times where you're like or the that's why i think the movie deserves a lot of credit is that when you're like these characters aren't acting the way humans should oh then they're about to kill them kill themselves right. <laughs> so right. that and the detective that's following them which i didn't mention in my shutdown what's like yes. oh these characters you're a bad detective and then oh okay i get it <laughs> yeah. oh okay that's why yeah uh-huh. yeah it was pretty fun tremendously fun the those shocking moments between the the guy throwing his head into the fucking into the fucking snowplow, and then the woman blowing her fucking head off. 
um, Curtis the one. Well, and, the, and Curtis the you just yeah, mentioned the, the floss lady. shutdown. The floss lady. Yeah. Oh, fucking man, that, alarming. That floss monster was horrible. Mm-hmm. It made me recommit <laughs> to not flossing. <laughs> I I I don't floss. I never have. I hate it. I think it's disgusting, and it, I don't do it. And then after that, I'm like, yeah, I'm extra not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's what happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Dr. Montez, I will never floss. <laughs> that, that was that was horrifying. Did did anybody no. find this movie particularly scary like I did? Like I, I feel like it's very specific to how I find things scary. I but. was ready. I, I, I would say it was a little slow at the beginning for me. I was a little I was getting like, okay, can we get going here a little bit? And then Man. it starts it, and then it kind of just starts. And then once I think for me it was I started. I I caught myself getting freaked out of over the big, cheated ghost, thing. Oh. Big big ghost. I was, was like, rough. "Ooh, why am I feel? I'm feeling. I'm feeling like, oh my god, right now." Yeah, it triggered this. <laughs> it, that guy triggered the same thing in me that like the big guy in It Follows. Yes, does where it's just like that guy's too big. This <laughs> yeah. guy's too big. I don't understand how this guy is this big. But how do you mean it starts slow? The movie start like within thirty seconds. It, it, we're in the plot within thirty seconds. They have kidnapped a woman. I uh, I guess it must pause there for me. I don't know. I was like, there was something that was getting lost on me, I think. Amazing. Because I, I was going to say, I think this has one of the coolest openings of yeah. a horror movie. I've watched it a really long time. I think it was one of the, it was like an instantaneous, like suck you in engaging opening for the, me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my favorite shot of the movie too because it was just a one a fucking yeah. wonder on them doing their thing. I don't know like what these doors in this building, this room are and then mm-hmm. when they bring the woman in you find out it's an elevator that's going up. I was like yeah. that's, that's brilliant. Right. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah. It was really, really smart. Really well done. And this also keys in. This is a this is a movie of just many, I think, of many influences that turns them all interestingly on their heads. Like that was some Zelda shit, right? Like some pet 100%. cemetery Zelda shit. <laughs> I, I I thought of Zelda during this. Yes, a hundred percent. Like with the 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 daughter who went. So I was a little unclear on exactly what happened in this accident. So like, yeah. was Grandma driving? Is that what we learned? Kind of at the end. So like, it, so, like husband was the grandma. I can't remember anyone's name, but like the doctor was talking about how someone was like distracted. Even while she was driving, I couldn't I I couldn't gauge if she was talking about grandma or their daughter. But I they do got not a, know. They got in a car accident, right? And that's what killed Jackson. And she ended up wheelchair bound. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't bring her back because she killed herself. That's where the rules of this world I do not understand. Yeah, that's that's actually what part of what um, kind of sullied the experience for me. Because it it right. it, it kind of got lost in itself um, in trying to right, explain like I, in trying to explain its own its own thing, right? Yeah. Well, I thought they were going to go the route of like she like their daughter was like super religious or like very Christian, and that's why they couldn't mm. use this methodology to bring her back because it wouldn't have worked but what, yeah i couldn't even figure out like what she killed herself you think zayton cares if you kill yourself that like, would arguably make you a that. tortured soul like that's right. what like all these other things are tortured souls everyone like the even if it was satan making her do so the detective killed herself right yeah so like right and I, that's why i'm like why do they think that jackson was part of like how 
why would you be able to bring Jackson back from this particular realm? I- right. <laughs> it got really muddied in. Yeah. Also, was like Eyeless Deem at the end? Was he was he fucking Ian's body? That was kind of the. Oh. That was kind of what I got out of it when That's I. That's kind of what I got yeah. too. Yeah. Because like she comes down the stairs and like he's, he's gyrating and doing something with Ian's body. Yeah. And it looked like humping. It, it yeah. probably wasn't humping, but yeah, that that was what that was what my mind did when I watched it. Right. Yeah. Same. Also, have you guys looked at this director's body of work? No. No. It is fascinating. Educate us. Guys, the the writer follows me on Twitter for whatever reason as of like two really? days ago. Yeah. We've been well, we've ma- talked about random things. Well, make sure he knows we're about to talk about this movie that we yeah. all enjoyed. So this director, his name is hold on, if I can figure out how to work IMDb. His name is Justin G. I believe it's Dick. D Y C K. Uh-huh. It might be pronounced another way, but I think Dick is the least offensive way to pronounce his name. <laughs> so he made this, and then he's done a bunch of like lifetime Christmas movies. Christmas in the Wilds, oh, Romance yeah. in the Wilds, A Christmas Exchange, Christmas in the Rockies, anything for Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Then Love in Harmony Valley. I love that. Like that- it Love by Accident. It's just like uh, this like and there's he, 20 in here, easily. 20 movies he's made. Very that's country the, Christmas. That's the career trajectory I want. Like, Hallmark <laughs> movies will pay anyone to make them as long as you can do them well. And, like, there's so much craft on display in Anything for Jackson where I see, like, oh, this is a guy who just wanted to get in. And is like, I'm going to make Hallmark movies and, yeah. Fine. <laughs> yeah. and get in that way. Pause for a second. That's amazing. Uh, Curtis, did you say you, you, you have a relationship with the writer of this movie? He actually just said that we are all wonderful because I, I tweeted that we were going to talk about the movie tonight Let's, and then I liked it. Then maybe we should maybe we should try to interview him and edit that yeah. into this episode. Yeah, Keith Cooper, the writer of Anything for Jackson. Keith Cooper! Well, clearly in between recording this, because we did do this in January, um, and now we, we simply forgot to reach out to Keith so there's no interview here. But hey, Keith, if you're listening, uh, we can do a sequel to this episode one day. Huh? What do you say? Yeah. Cool. Hmm? We'll see. We'll see. Cool. Right after Are we, we sure? all just started saying how muddy the writing was. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> good, point. We all took good point. After we took a big shit on the rules. <laughs> if, if, if we, I mean, like, yeah, I'll reach out to him and see what's up. And if we get him on, then we'll you figure know, it out could how be, to do it. It could be the editing. Like, it's... It's fair criticism. Like it's there not were totally a couple, like, there were a couple moments. Like what kind of brought it down for me were not so much story things. They were like Lucas just said. Some there were some editing things that felt really clunky yeah. and weird. Like like the like the scene with the cop. Like I understand we're supposed to be like kind of surprised, but that felt like a lot of action happened off screen. Yeah. And then at the end, after she gets in the car. Yeah, and like snowplow ghost is like banging on the window. It just cuts to her having driven farther away, and I was like missing that like final confrontation. Yeah, some of the there were a couple other moments where it just kind of felt clunky. Some of the editing was a little bit just kind of wild. So it could be that you know. Yeah, there. Was yeah, a, it was that. Re- not the writing. I remember a moment when the doctor is talking to I think her name's Elizabeth, the surrogate uh-huh. for Satan. Sure. Uh, and they're having their they go back that was another clunky thing in the movie was the flashbacks Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell when they started and right for the most part they didn't they didn't do a great job going to the flashbacks 
but they're having a conversation and they're doing it's just this it's just a simple like over the shoulder camera shot conversation but they just hang they hang on the shot just a little too long where it's supposed to be a tense moment between the two of them and i'm i'm you know, being an asshole, probably suggesting this, but that should have been like a two fifty fifty shot, so you can kind of get the tension that's going on, like the weirdness between the two of them, because it's going both ways. But they just mm-hmm. hang on her for a little too long, and then once that moment's gone, they go back to the doctor. But the tension's supposed to, like, I don't know. It was like, right? It was like you're totally misreading. Mm-hmm. I think this situation as an editor, and you're cutting this wrong. Hmm. So. So I think yeah. I think maybe the story is suffering from that a little bit. Hmm. Maybe are you talking about the scene where he tells her that she's pregnant? No, it's it's they go back to the scene where he where he's talking. She's like on her walk and she's like telling him, "I might be actually oh. ready for this baby." Oh okay. right, right that scene, yeah. That one's that one's cut really really weird. Okay, I don't remember that as well, but I, I all right, yeah. I also really loved the um, off the non-branded Tinder. Oh, so good! Or like fi- fire, <laughs> DT- DTF. Oh, DTF. I don't know. Down How did she extrapolate down to fuck? Yeah. I don't understand. DT. Did he clarify? I I like to think that he texted under in parentheses down to fuck. I was like, oh my. That's one of the that's one of the moments in that movie that I I I love because it's so funny. It's just that, back to the harkening back to what you're saying earlier, Austin, about the humor. It's just such a yeah. fucking hilarious sequence to yeah. the, the the concept itself of this of this elaborate plot that these people have gone through to do to do all this right, and then mm-hmm. to, like, okay, so we're gonna take the phone and we're gonna go on this dating app and we're gonna talk to this person and talk about fucking, and then she calls the husband. She's like, "And I did it, I did yeah. it, honey." Like with this mm-hmm. big piece, yeah. piece of pride, that's it was hilarious. That's big Fargo energy. Just like people, like like complicated plot with people who are so simple, they have no idea what they're doing in their daily lives and get jumbled into a mess of shit. Right, uh, that's so well, good. And I thought it was impressive that I, throughout the entire movie, I felt very sympathetic towards the couple that you know was ultimately trying to do a murder someone and you know invoke the power of the devil. But they were sweet people, and they wanted to do it in a nice way, and it kind of just got away from them. You know, they're like, "We really don't want to hurt you. That's like our main thing. We don't want to hurt." They even you, said like, that we're we not gonna to, yeah. like if we we made one rule, and that's that you're not gonna get hurt. But right. yeah, they realized they, they fucked up. They're like, maybe we could stop. I don't know. This is this is getting weird. I thought it was funny too when when the cop is in the room and Elizabeth is screaming from the bed like, "Get me out of here! Get me out of here! Get me out of here!" And then. The cop shoots himself or shoots herself, and then like the next scene, she's talking to the grandma again. Like, so that was crazy. So I could be mom, right? Like, so going back to plan A, like plan B, yeah. was, get me out of here. But plan oh, so we can just go right. back, right? Those well, we're that, so good on that deal. <laughs> that was interesting. Is like that whole like the I couldn't quite tell whether or not that character. Her, that she like actually meant that, or if it was some weird ploy to get out. It was a uh, had to be a ploy to get it, out. Feel like I read it, it as a ploy. I did too, but I was trying to figure out like what's the end result of that ploy. Like this is point time. A. How does where, what's the end game here? You know. Well, if I, point if, if point they've already a said is, they're not going to kill you. 
Well, well, but no, but but she doesn't buy that. That's so true. Point A is you're strapped to a bed and they're going to do Satan on you, <laughs> and point B is you're in Mexico with a kid. I'll I'll find a way to get to point D yeah. and then work it from yeah. there. Yeah, all she has to do is get out of those restraints. Those are two frail old people. She is a young yeah. virile woman. She and wins I, that fight, but <laughs> yeah, all she has and to do I is do get like out. the idea that that the focus of this movie is not on her. Like we're not really outside of a couple key moments from her perspective. It's from the elderly couple's perspective. Like we're watching mm-hmm. it as they experience it. And so, yeah, I think it would have lost something if we suddenly switched to her plight. And while we like, we know her plight, but mm-hmm. it's not, yeah, right. I think that's clear. part of what kept this feeling so interesting and fresh is like, it's not from the victim's perspective, which is what ninety-five percent of horror movies are. It was mm-hmm. from like, and it wasn't even like full evil. It was just like, here's like some nice people doing some weird shit because they're all bummed out. Yeah. Why is Cody doing some weird shit right now? What's hmm? he doing? What are you doing? Biting my thumb? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> right. Wow. You going to get on that website with Army Hammer? Oh, yeah. He's getting a little taste? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The one thing I didn't, I meant to mention in my uh, shutdown, but clearly I didn't mention a lot, was that it was a very remarkable moment when what I called the anti-stork showed up. <laughs> <laughs> When they first in, in do the invocation of, of evil and this awful bird-like demon shows up and, I was, oh, and touches yeah. her belly, I was like, that's the anti-stork. <laughs> <laughs> I love then, that guy. And then it got uh, it got a name later that I yeah. can't remember, and I don't Some know if it's star, real or not. Star, stop. I, I Googled it. It is a real demon. Nice. I love he that looked, guy. He looked, I mean, I in concept, great. He looked a little too party city for me, but I was yeah. It looked a little, a little like like I would see that costume at horror nights. Yeah, mm, yeah. Like it's really sure. well done, but it looked like a dude in a suit. Mm-hmm. And they were a lot more coy with Satan once he showed up. Showed up, which I think I, was smart. Did you guys get like I don't know if it was just the tran- the transfer that's on the digital shutter like. They shot that scene so dark that the, so there was so much like digital clutter, and I have really fucking fast internet plugged into mm-hmm. my to my Xbox when I'm streaming this. Like it was really hard to see past the digital clutter mm-hmm. of what Satan looked like. So did you guys mm-hmm. get that? Did you guys get like a pretty good shot of of Satan? I got a medium. It was fine. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. very. They were very cheeky with how they shot it too. It was yeah. really just like horns and long hair. Yeah, I like the performance it, it, of that of that. Character could, actor though, and that makeup. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but also that we can say the, the contortionist? contortionist. Yeah. Oh, we haven't even mentioned him. So good. <laughs> Holy God. shit! <laughs> God. I think I hate contortionists because every time I see them, I get very unhappy and uncomfortable. Even yeah. like the fun ones, even when they're like in a circus, <laughs> I still don't like it. I don't like contortionists. If you're a contortionist, I don't like what you do. When he does mm-hmm. that full speed body twist from like one Ooh. side of his body to the other, I was like, how? How? You died. <laughs> how? <laughs> Your spine snapped. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was a great reveal. That's that's like a slow, I love slow burn jump scares because like, Clearly, we're in this house where we see a lot of masks on the wall, mm-hmm. and when the the shot is right above her face and it pans over to her right over 
all what's on the ground and it's that face. I'm like, is that a mask? Is it? Mm-hmm. I think I see eyes there. Then it moves. I lost my mind. <laughs> and, and then it did weird contortion shit. I yeah. had a hard time. It was daylight and I had a hard time watching Oh, yeah. That. <laughs> Middle of the day. Unacceptable. <laughs> yeah, this makes me miss and all. It, it makes me miss theaters for sure. Like if this, I don't know what the release strategy for something like this would have ever been it probably would have been something that might have gotten released we watch it on arc light or maybe one of our 17 amcs in the valley yeah. but like i miss being able to see this fucker in a theater that would yeah. be great yeah, this would have been totally. i think this definitely would be a good one to watch like with a big group of people me and maddie watched it and we both were like you know at times but yeah definitely a group watch movie the, the creature, hmm. the creature stuff, all the all the random demons and shit. The way that they put those together were so fucking cool. I loved that. Yeah, yeah. I always love. I mean, the lore was great. I loved the like weird book of like assembled of all the different pages that he had to go to Jerusalem. I love all that. I, shit. Yeah, I love the, <laughs> the fucking journey so to stupid. get the book. He had to go. He has to go to fucking Jerusalem to get the goddamn yeah. thing. That yeah. makes me think the like the hook of. How you come up with that story? Granted, I don't know how. Maybe when we already have had this interview with the writer, we find out how. Mm-hmm. But the the hook of this story is like, what happens if an elderly couple has the Necronomicon? Right? <laughs> You're yeah, just like totally. like a sweet old couple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, to do well off, nice old couple. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fucking great. I yeah, love that's that a lot. Fun. I would love more tales from that book. Another story of white privilege where they just they think they can get away with anything. Like we just mess yep. with the <laughs> mess with the Necronomicon <laughs> and nothing's happened. I would have stopped at the crows. That, I would have been like, you know what? Oh. This trick's pretty cool. I'm just gonna do this. <laughs> I wrote down I my favorite digging. line. My favorite line in the movie was after that, and he the, the husband goes, "We can't be bringing back. We can't be bringing dead things to life." And she goes, "I can. I've been doing it all morning. Yeah, <laughs> great." <laughs> great. <laughs> Or the, I think my favorite line in the in the movie is when she's uh, the girl wakes up and she immediately starts reading off of the script. She goes, "This is my husband." She went, "Oh, he's he'll be back soon." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like kind of nervous. Yeah, so yeah. Good. Just, they like rehearsed yeah. this. And this is my yeah, well, 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 he's taking the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Be, yeah, great. A lot of great little moments. Yeah, the performances are really fucking good. Oh, really good. And that yeah. actress who plays the main older lady. I don't remember her name, but she's one of those who I was like, I've seen her in something, and she's one of those who like I looked up her IMDb, and she's just in everything. She is. She's great mm-hmm. in Umbrella Academy. Yeah, that's what I figured out. I knew her from, but she's just in yeah, all, all kinds of shit. Working. Yeah, mm. yeah, a lot of great performances. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those like fun, really fun movies. Fun that is also can be very spine tingling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, really good scares. Anything else to speak about? Anything for Jackson? We want to rate this beer. I think we're ready to rate. I think I'm good. I'm good to rate. Yeah. I'll give this film anything for Jackson an unlimited magazine of post-mortem suicides. (laughs) Because that detective shoots herself infinitely uh, into the oblivion. Uh, I think this... I think the, the the high wire act that this film is able to to successfully tread is the the weird Coen Brothers esque mundanity of the characters mixed with the really effective scares and set pieces that truly unnerved me. I think it's, it's again where the subjectivity of horror. I think this is something that's very specific to what I'm scared of. Like I don't like 
things around corners that I can't see in my room. I don't like walking out my door and maybe something's right there. Like it's a very homebound horror film, which like the Conjuring films uh, scare the shit out of me. Uh, so I loved it quite a lot. And the, the balance of the tone really makes up for any of the lore that might be jumbled in the rules that we maybe not can't understand in the end. So yeah, big fan here. Big recommend to literally anybody. You like horror? You, you like movies? Watch this. Very nice. I give this film one Satan crossing sign. Because at the end of the movie, Satan crosses the road. <laughs> and that's where you should put a sign. Um, and maybe on that, we can maybe discuss the ending more. Because it's a little confusing, but fun. Because they kind of bring about the apocalypse, right? Like Satan's just yeah, roaming they around. Said, they said, if you fuck this up, which they did, we all die. So yeah. yeah. Everyone's yeah, dead. potentially. In, in yeah. theory, everybody dies. That's the next movie. Love it. Mm-hmm. They kind of cabin in the woods did with that, and I'm all for yeah, it. Yeah, I loved that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like Curtis said, it's it's really fun. I think it's really well done. I would highly recommend it, especially for horror fans. Um, there's a you know there's a, it's an imperfect movie, and there's a couple like like we talked about some editing stuff and some of the lore or the story stuff gets a little confusing. But at the end of the day, it's it feels really fresh and and it's a nice new take on a well trodden area of horror and. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun watching it. And it's got some good spooks. <laughs> I give this movie 100 years of never flossing. Um, <laughs> Damn it, you took... I was going to do a floss one. Damn well, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, I, got to, I have to give Austin credit for giving me the idea. Um, great fun. Blast of a time. And I agree with what Curtis and Austin said. I give this movie, I'm not backing down from it. I give this movie three feet of dental floss. <laughs> because, like flossing, it's very scary. <laughs> but you will be glad you did it, and your dentist will thank you for it. <laughs> Well, there is a doctor who's, in the movie. Who's there the is. dentist in this scenario? Uh, well, uh, maybe if you, you watch this and you talk to your dentist about it, he'll say thank you. Okay. Cool. <laughs> maybe. Very Tight. Good. Tight. Sounds like we definitely all enjoyed this this time in, uh, in yes. our shutter boxes. That's nice. I like that. Yep. Very, very fun. Thank you, Shutter. Thank you, Shutter. Who boy, by the, at this point, it's uh we're coming up on a year of releases and oh, you have uh, you I mean, look You've yet to sponsor us, and we're yeah. kind of confused. We're going to look elsewhere. Like Fangoria, we might go there. We'll be the Fang cast. I'll do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> I will jump ship immediately. Uh-huh. Get us yeah. on your shit. They're doing podcasts now. They got a network. They're doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Get us on your shit. If you're listening, write Shudder and say, hey, look, get Shudcast on your shit. If we got to be the cock cast and we're just doing peacock ex- exclusives, yes. like, we can be we the cock to, cast. You know how many wrong <laughs> listens we'll get being the cock cast? So many disappointed Maybe we people. should. <laughs> so many disappointed. They're talking about shows? NBC <laughs> shows? Yeah, we could talk about our sorry boners early on and then talk about right. the shows. We did talk <laughs> about penis meat today. That's true. And our buds and beefs. So actually, maybe we would do well as a cock cast. 
All right. <laughs> Tune in next week for the Cockcast. Episode, episode one. <laughs> Follow us on the things at Freakenstein ENT. Sometimes underscore, sometimes not. You'll find it. Yeah. Search us. You'll find us. And, Promise. Yeah, and do us a little solid of, you know, rating, reviewing, subscribing, all that stuff. Yes, please, God. Tell your friends, too. we got to grow this thing. We have a Even steady the- growth. I want to have you. I want a big growth. Like a tumor. Yeah, like a tumor. <laughs> I want to be, be a tumor of a podcast. Just a big, big growth. I want to start yeah. worrying how to stay relevant. <laughs> that's the that's yeah. the that's the problem I want is staying relevant, yeah. guys. So yes, please so get us relevant. Problem. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I want to launch a Patreon so we can I can know how much I make every month compared to last podcast on the left. So let's get to the point where a Patreon makes sense. Let's do that. So tell your friends. So that's the that. goal. Tell your yeah. friends. Patreon yeah. for a Patreon to make sense for the shotcast. Yep. <laughs> that's like the subscribe. goal. Right. Review. <laughs> All right, play it, play it when you sleep. Just play it on your computer and mute. Mute the thing and just do that on your on your mom's computer if you live with your parents. If you live with a, a, a partner, do it on their computer. If you live with roommates, just you steal their shit at night and play our podcast all night. Yeah, do it that band. If you do- yeah, exactly. If you don't know us, Austin will give you money. That's true. If you don't know any of us personally and you're listening to this, especially this, because this is at the end of the episode, so I'll sweeten the deal. If you don't know any of us personally and you're listening to this right now, go to Twitter, at FrankensteinENT, okay? Find us. Tweet at me and tweet me the word platypus. And if you tweet me the word platypus, I'll send you $10. Oh, fuck. This just that's straight up. going up, guys. You got well. I'm saying because we're at the end now. Yeah. So if they're hearing yeah. this, they have listened to this whole episode, yeah. and I will reward them. Wow. So yeah. do keyword, that. keyword platypus. Yeah. And you get it like a, basically a free Chipotle meal. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I will. Whatever Boom. you want. Two two Starbucks. Uh, part of a CPK. I don't know, but I'll give you ten bucks. <laughs> <Part. laughs> <laughs> Either way, thank you all for listening. We truly love each and every one of you. And I love mm-hmm. each and every one of my co-hosts. So, we l- I love you, Curtis. Ooh, we love you, Curtis. Love, 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 love. Okay, bye. Bye, dear Until listeners. Next time, bye.